love that we worship a God who's already won every battle. I've tried so hard to see it It took me so long to believe it You choose someone like me To carry your victory Perfection could never earn it You give what we don't deserve it the broken things and raise them to glory. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you won. And I am who you say I am. You crown me in us. The power to work miracles, the power to move mountains. Sing this out. When I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority that Jesus has given me.
there's nothing left for us to do but to accept you. God, your love for us is great. There's nothing I can do to earn it. There's nothing I can do to lose it. Because God, you are enough. There's nothing I can do to let you know. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. And I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Going through a storm, but I won't go down. I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind. an ocean so I wouldn't drown you've never been closer than you were right now cause you are You 
Yeah, how I feel right now on the mountaintop. I can see it so clear what it's all about. So stay by my side till the sun goes down. Don't wanna forget. You are a child. 
morning, do you believe that he has all you need because he is all you need? And if he watches over every sparrow and the grass of the field, how much more does he love you and I? If it dresses a because you are enough. We have all the power because you are enough. God, we can move mountains, we can do miracles. God, your power is living in us because you are enough. God, we worship you this morning as the only one who can truly fill us, truly satisfy us, and truly be all that we need. 
God, we love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, let's praise his name this morning. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. That's a word for my heart this morning. Um, But we are so glad that you are here joining us today for worship. If this is your first time here, um, we would love to get connected with you. And one of the best ways to do that is to text the number 904-441-6900 and text the word CONNECT. That will pull up our digital connect card. And that's also a great way if you have a prayer request that you'd like to share with us, um, you can send them using that text uh, number and the word connect. Also, if you wanna know what's going on in the life of our church throughout the week, you can text that same number and text the word news. That will pull up our digital bulletin and you can um, look at that whenever you like. So if you don't um, preserve your bulletins you got on the way in here every week and treasure them for the rest of your life, you can pull up that number and text the word news to find out what's going on. A few exciting things that are happening. Today is our beach baptism at 1 p.m. at 10th Street. So I wanna encourage you that if you have not taken that next step in your faith walk, it's not too late. Join us at the beach today. Come find one of our um, counselors or staff or uh, pastors today and say, I have not been baptized, but God's been working in my heart and I am ready to make that next stop, next step in my faith. We would love for you to join us today at the beach at 1 p.m. at 10th Street. And church family, we'd love to see you there encouraging these new believers in their faith. Also, we have this Wednesday, a town hall meeting for our faith campaign for our new children's and family building. So if you have questions or things that you're unsure of or you wanna find out more information, please come here Wednesday. It'll be across the hallway in the sanctuary. And we'll um, be really excited to just pray over this new building, find out what's going on and where our church is feeling the Lord leading us in the next steps. And last but not least, Vacation Bible School, June 13th. Who's excited? Okay, like five of you are so excited. I'll be excited for you. June 13th is Vacation Bible School. We still have a few needs for um, volunteers for that, but you can also sign your kids up. So please go online or you can be out in the atrium and sign them up there. And t-shirts are available so you can get those. And I just found out before coming here, it is National Pray for VBS Day today. So if you can't help, if you don't have a child that's attending, you can pray. And we can all be faithful as a church to pray for those who are coming to our church, who are hearing about the Lord for the first time because of Vacation Bible School. So church, I just ask that you commit to pray for this great opportunity that our church has. And with that, Pastor Walter has exciting news, very special guests with us in the house this morning. So please um, welcome them up to the stage. Here with us today, and I want you to give a warm and a safe welcome to me. 
Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Would you tell us what tell us what you've been doing uh, in that area of France, where you are in France, and what you're doing? Well, if you take a map of France and just throw a dart right in the middle, and that's where we are. And we went there because it's a place where the whole area, a county about the size of your a Florida county, has only four gospel preaching churches. And so we are about church planting there. Planting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, yes. now you had a career, a professional career, or I should say a full-time calling for many years as International Mission Board missionaries with the Southern Baptist Mission. You retired, but you didn't stop the mission work then, did you? Uh, no. Uh, in uh, uh, six years ago, uh, the Foreign uh, International Mission Board uh, had a bit of a crisis, and it was financial, and they asked uh, uh, people who had been there a long time, and we had been a long time, 38 years, uh, to consider taking retirement. And we did, but we didn't come back. Uh, we stayed there. Uh, like some of you, I could see the, the white hair. Uh, we get the same Social Security you do. And we have a uh, retirement uh, that comes from the Foreign Mission Board. So you're still, you're still serving on the field in France? Oh, yeah. We're there. We came back uh, for a meeting uh, that's held every six years of uh, the emeritus missionaries be in Orlando. And then a week later, we're going back okay. to where uh, our home is and our ministry. Now, when you go back, there's a partnership. With I would like to say retired. We like to say retired. We got retread to get traction for this, the, uh, our journey ahead. And it really, a theme really has been light pushing back darkness. And many times standing in this agricultural area in prayer, the darkness in the sky is a light just pushing back. And that is what we see you doing. You have been partnering with us. Um, your financial gifts. I have to say that in 2017, Lydia and Asa came over with um, some other team members and things changed. Anastasia's partnership with us made a significant impact and a change at that point. And since then, we have seen an acceleration. We have seen connections with very key people uh, in construction. We have uh, plans for, we have a building, we have, uh, well, it, it is the shell of a building needing much work, but there are plans now, and because of you, we can actually undertake these plans with an architect, with builders um, who are local and know how to work with um, these aged uh, buildings. But your team members who came, I have to say, 
they have made an indelible impact for the gospel. The people in, in this city and in this village have said we have never seen people who loved us like this. We have never seen, Robin, muscle. People get in there and, and work with such great attitudes. We have never seen grace. I have sat across... Anyway, yes, you, I'm counting on him to cut me off because there is much to tell, but we will be out there to talk and tell many, many stories that yes. tell how God is working. Oh, there's lots. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, not me. There's going to be, George and Cheryl are going to be out there at the missions area in the atrium. And Anastasia, you are making the difference worldwide. I just want you to know that. An amazing difference. Yeah, praise God. Praise God that we can partner with people like George and Cheryl. You might know how you do it. Anytime you give money to the offering, just an offering, a portion of that goes to international missions. A part, part of that goes to our partnership with Prince. Anytime you give to Acts 1 8 missions, that helps. And anytime you volunteer to go on mission and be on the team, you are making a difference for Christ. Amen. Can I pray for the offering right now? Uh, the gifts you're going to give. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you use the generosity of this church to make a difference. It is global, it is global, it is comprehensive because it's your power and your authority. And Lord, I ask that whatever is given this week, whether it's given online, in the offering boxes, however, whether it's time, treasure, time, Lord, be you would use it to bring glory and honor to your name and your power. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. talking about this morning. Good morning. I just want to give a shout out. I'm just so thankful for uh, Jordan and the team leading us in worship this morning and also a shout out to our tech team. Uh, I get to work with these guys uh, every week. They do an amazing job. I want to give a shout out to Pastor Brandon and Amber. They're welcoming a new little girl to this world. And so, uh, yeah, let's just uh, thank the Lord for them. So, 
just want to give a quick shout out for them. So excited to be here with church family, with family today uh, that are in our midst. And uh, I'm just really uh, glad that you're here, excited to be able to dig in uh, to God's word uh, together. So uh, how many of you guys, okay, have to be, be real, be honest. How many of you guys kind of somewhat regularly hit the gym? Hit the gym, maybe a few. Okay, a few more hands going up in this service than the last service. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not always easy to get there, uh, you know. But, you know, they don't call them gyms so much anymore as wellness centers, right? I mean, that kind of sounds a little better. You know, you go to the gym, uh, you know, go work out, but go to the wellness center. Uh, that sounds a little more I- inviting. And there's, this, there's a huge uh, focus in a variety of sectors on wellness Uh, on physical health, physical wellness, spiritual health, spiritual wellness. And Jesus was ahead of his time uh, back in the day when he acted as a a spiritual doctor and his mission was spiritual wellness. I'm excited about our passage today. If you have your Bible with you, I invite you to open it up. If you have an app on your phone that you use, uh, you can get that out. And we'll also have it uh, on the screen as we talk about Uh, helping the sick today. Mark chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. Let's stand together in honor of his word as we uh, read the word of God together. This is, he went out again beside the sea and all the crowd was coming to him and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he reclined at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to the disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, He said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. There is a universal truth in this passage that is true even down to 2022. That truth is no one likes paying taxes. Now, I got an amen in the last service. Uh, I I thought I would get an amen on that one. Nobody likes paying taxes. Well, back in that day, tax collectors were really hated. They had a sweet deal from the Romans. They would, the Romans would say, well, I want you to collect this amount of taxes. Let's just say it's 50%, okay? But anything that you can collect over that amount is yours to keep. And so guess what? With the Roman army backing them, they would sit at those tax booths and tax people and tax people and tax people. And people were basically getting ripped off by the government, by greedy tax collectors. Some commentators believe that the tax rate for the normal citizen approached 80%, 90%. Imagine that today in your life, in your family. You're really struggling 
to put a roof over your head. You're struggling to make ends meet. You're struggling to feed your kids. And so in the midst of all that struggle, just to live life, people just despise the tax collectors as just greedy. They're hurting people. They're hurting uh, people in, in our communities. And, and because of this, they were very unpopular. They were isolated. Nobody wanted anything to do with the tax collectors. They were considered sinners. So there's another thing that you need to understand from this passage in order to really grasp it is that to be a disciple of Jesus, you were all in. I mean, to be a disciple of Jesus back then, you followed Jesus literally everywhere. You walked with him, you ate with him. To be a follower meant you were 100% engaged in anything and everything that he was doing. You dropped what you were doing and you literally followed Jesus everywhere, listening to him, learning from him. It's the most intensive kind of learning and lifestyle and it's kind of hard to imagine today. 24-7 immersion with Jesus. So here in this passage, you have a very interesting combination of characters. You have Levi, tax collector, his friends. You have these disciples. And, and the Bible at this point saying Jesus is very popular. Lots of crowds. Lots of people wanted to be his disciples. And then you have this other uh, group of people there. And they were called the scribes of the Pharisees. Now, the scribes were a people that were tasked with Bible interpretation. Uh, and they did a lot of writing, as you could imagine from their name. They were scribes, right? Um, the Bible doesn't say exactly um, excuse me, the, the Bible uh, here in this passage, uh, it, it shares uh, that these, these scribes were, were, they were looking to trap Jesus. They were looking to catch him in something that he might say. Uh, you could say they were also kind of like investigative lawyers. Uh, they were watching to Jesus, plotting really to kind of take him out. They were jealous of him. So you have a very interesting dinner party going on. You ever been to a party or maybe even a wedding or something and there's a lot of drama going on. You got family around and, and then, you know, so, so Jesus is here and there's, there is just a lot of stuff going on. And it, 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 it reminds me of like when Jesus was on the boat with his disciples and there's storm and the disciples are going crazy and they're bailing water out of the boat and they're, they're just frantic and Jesus over there snoozing. He's just chilling, taking it easy. And so you see in this passage, there's all these people, there's the tax collectors, there's the scribes, the disciples, there's all this stuff going on. And Jesus is over just chilling, chillaxing, is that a word? He's chillaxing over there by the table. He's hanging out. And, you know, this is the tax collectors. The sinners were there with him. Now, the Bible doesn't say exactly what the sinners had done, but probably just because of their association um, with Levi, the tax collector, they were kind of lumped uh, in, into that category. And for the Jews, the disciples, just being in Levi's home would have been scandalous. This tax collector who steals our wages, they embellish themselves as we struggle. Going to this house would just would have caused Jesus to be questioned by the Jews. So while all this is going on, okay, I'm trying to paint the picture for you. I'm trying to lay the foundation for you. The, uh, the scribes are, are leaning over and they're talking to the disciples and, and they're like, um, 
what is, uh, what is Jesus doing here? <laughs> Why is he eating with, with these people? And, and notice that the disciples don't really answer. I mean, maybe they do answer, but it's not given to us here in the scriptures. It would be very likely that they would be sympathetic. They were, after all, learning from Jesus. They had not seen the risen Lord yet. And then in verse 17, Jesus makes two statements, and this is kind of what I want to focus on this morning. He makes two statements that are his ministry priorities uh, to really understand the core of why Jesus came to earth. And he makes two statements. Says, those who are well have no need of a physician, only those who are sick. And then secondly, I, Jesus, have come not to call the righteous, but sinners. So two things, he's come to help the sick. And secondly, he's come to call sinners. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that as we dig into your word this morning, you would help us to understand your heartbeat, to help those who are sick, to call those who have fallen away. Speak to us through your word. Holy Spirit, fall upon our hearts today as we talk about these things in Jesus' name, amen. Jesus uses an analogy that we can all relate to, being sick. Has anybody ever been sick in here? <laughs> I think we have all had enough uh, over this last two, three years of COVID and, and sickness. Uh, it's just, has really been overwhelming. And you know, if we had time to individually speak to, to everyone today, Probably all of us know somebody that didn't make it. They got sick and, and, uh, and they um, died. And it's one of the most frustrating things in life, knowing somebody who is sick and they have a fatal illness and, and not really being able to do anything about it. Maybe you're going into hospice care and um, they're there and you know it's, they're transitioning to heaven's shore. Um, and it's challenging for us to accept that. From this passage, Jesus gets the nickname, the great physician. And it's just a beautiful word, the great physician. He is able not only to heal physically, which we see uh, in the miracles of Jesus, but he's also able to, to heal spiritually. And that brings up my first point, if you're, if you're taking notes today, and, and that is there are sick people. There are sick people all around us who need to be healed by the great physician. Amen. Think about that. There are sick people all around us who need to be healed by the great physician. You see, if you look beyond appearances, you know, people can seem like they have it all together, right? If you look beyond appearances, there are wounded, sick people all around us. So let's go back to that dinner party at Levi's house just for a moment. What do you think these people are thinking? The disciples, why are we here? Look at all these fancy furnishings, this decadent food. Boy, these guys really live the high life while I struggle. The scribes, they're thinking, this is a rabbi. He's hanging out with these kind of people in cahoots with the Romans. Let's see if we can catch him saying something that we can trap him. Then you've got Levi and the tax collector friends. Jesus is popular. Like hanging out with famous people, right? But I still can't believe that Jesus is hanging with us, talking with us. Something different about Jesus. He seems to actually like us. 
care about us. We're, we're all distracted by appearances, uh, politics, being right. Sometimes we fail to realize that the people around us, we might not agree with every stance that they take on different issues. We might even, if we're honest, like them very much because of those things. But if we look under the surface, if we could peel back and really look at people's heart, we would see that people are struggling. Some of them are hemorrhaging, they're suffocating, they're dying a, a slow death. And the question is, does anybody notice? Does anybody care? Does anybody care enough to go across the railroad tracks, to go to that difficult place, to get out into the real world and be their friend and have dinner with them, to be the hands and feet of Jesus? You see, everyone had that party. There's a backstory. There, there's an agenda. There's something going on. But Jesus simply just wanted to, to minister and to heal someone who was spiritually sick. See, if you, if you want to find a reason not to like somebody, it's easy to find it, isn't it? I have a, I have a truth for you today. People are prickly. You can poke at the person beside you. They're a little prickly, right? People are prickly. People have baggage and hurts and things that are going on in their life. And it's not easy. But again, if you peel back all that stuff, people, we have a lot in common. We have a lot of the same struggles and issues. Again, the enemy loves to isolate us and think nobody's you know, is dealing with what I'm dealing with. But a lot of us are dealing with the same kind of things. But, you know, Jesus had a real intuition about people. It's like that woman that came in at the well and, and she's just there to draw water, but Jesus knows that she needs more. She needs living water. You know, Jesus really had compassion for people and he was able to look beyond the exterior, the labels that they put on their life. And he's able to see for people for who they really were. The disciples, the scribes, they were so focused on their agendas at this dinner party, their own situations. Jesus was just trying to help somebody that was spiritually sick. People just like you and I. That they needed a physician. All around us are people who are sick and they are desperately in need of the great physician. Secondly, the mission of Jesus' church should be to call to rescue the spiritually dying and sick. You know, a lot of church, we have a lot of ministries to people within the church, but it was always as a church we need to have that focus on people in, uh, that are outside these walls, people that are struggling, people that are hurting. A church should never have a membership kind of country club mentality. Just act a certain way, do, do certain things, and you can be a part of the club. No. Instead, we need to have that, an identity of being more like a mobile field hospital. Going out into our communities, bandaging the wounded, praying and helping people that are hurting and struggling and in need. Imagine living your whole life in darkness. And then you get a glimpse of the light. And at first that light is, it could be blinding. And it could be hard to look at that. It's like, 
putting something on the, on the stove. It takes a little while for it to warm up. You know, but sometimes that, that's where people are. And we should never assume that somebody that doesn't know Christ should act like they already know Christ. They're simply in the world acting like the world. So they're going to be messed up and they're going to do things they shouldn't do. And we should understand that and just seek to love them the way Jesus loved them. I want you to think, imagine for a second that you have a friend that's dying. They're dying and they're in pain and they're hurting. And inside your pocket, you have medicine that will heal them. That will help them. They will 100% recover. Can you imagine not giving your friend that medicine? Beloved church, we have that medicine in Christ Jesus. We have a cure that will help them, that will heal them, that will restore them, that will give them new life. We just simply have to share it, not keep it to ourselves. This is the mission of the church. To go into all the world, right? And that leads to my third point this morning is that we have to go where the people are. We have to go where the people are. We live in an age of delivery, right? Delivery. You can have just about anything delivered to your house. Amazon, Uber, DoorDash, Publix will deliver all your groceries. In fact, if you don't want to see nobody, you don't want to see nobody. You can just have everything just delivered to your house, right? You can even do church online. It seems in some ways we've, we've become a, a kind of delivery society. You know, Jesus in this passage, he's not sitting in the temple waiting for the sick people to come to him. He's going out. He's hanging out in people's houses that don't have a good reputation. And he's ministering to them. It's not just the obvious people, not just the lepers, not just the demon possessed. He is going to everyone. And if we are going to reach people, we have to truly deliver that message beyond these walls to our cities, to our communities, to our neighborhoods, in the places where we work, uh, everywhere, everywhere. One of the things that I have the opportunity to do um, and I really appreciate is, is be one of the chaplains over at uh, Flagler Health Plus, Flagler Hospital. Um, I've all, years ago, I've always had Wednesday as my hospital day here at the church, and I would go, and we have such a large church, we'd always have people there at the hospital, and one day I realized, you know, I'm already here, why don't I pray with some of these folks that, that aren't in the church, and so, um, and so that's what happens, and it's, it's really an incredible thing, because there's a lot of people that don't have a church home per se. Or maybe they're on vacation and they're at the beach and they have a heart attack and, or they get some kind of diagnosis and they're rushed to the hospital and they're scared. And the doctor's giving them some news that they don't want to hear and they weren't prepared to hear. And suddenly it didn't, whatever was going on in their life before, suddenly that's just to the side and, and this situation is, is on the front burner and, and suddenly maybe God wasn't a, part, a priority in their life, but now all of a sudden it is. Because they're confronted with the reality of their mortality. Their mortality. And you know, 
there's people all around us every day that are struggling with these issues. And we have an opportunity, instead of judging them, to love them. Instead of casting stones, to welcome them. To just recline and have dinner with them. Now there's a, there's a question that I think is a valid question that we have to ask with this passage. Don't we have to be careful about the places and the people we hang around? Well, that's a good question, Pastor Bobby, we do. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Bad company corrupts good character. And I used to tell that to my girls all the time growing up. Bad company corrupts good character. It's true for all of us. If we hang around people that are pulling us down, they might be successful at it. So we need to be careful about the people that are influencing us. But the other side is, is maybe that these people weren't so bad. After all, they were just forgotten. They were just unloved. They were just starving for connection. The irony of our age, we're the most connected society in all of history. But at the same time, we're, we're so disconnected. We don't even know the people that live across the street from us, really. And so... Maybe God wants us as his church to go out and minister in his name. That his mission, Jesus' mission, it was to the sick. It was to the sinner. It was to the, the hurting person. There's an illustration that Louis Giglio shares. It has always spoken to me. You're on a bus. It's about half empty bus. You're in the city, and suddenly the door opens, and a homeless man walks in. He's dirty, grungy, he smells. He's walking back in the bus. Everybody kind of slides over because they don't want that dude sitting next to him, you know, sitting next to you. You're just like, ugh, you know, and then suddenly he begins to shake and convulse, and he's having a seizure and foam begins to come from his mouth and he falls down on the aisle of the floor of the bus and everybody begins to shriek and back away. And then he stops breathing. And while everybody else is backing away, in that moment you realize what you have to do. You kneel down, the smell of the man overcomes you you wipe away the foam from his lips and you begin to give him CPR. And you put your lips to his lips and give him mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. And you breathe life into him again. And as much as I struggle with the imagery of that story, would I do that for that man? Then I realize that that's what God did for me. I was sick and hurting and dying and Jesus touched me. He placed his life down for me. I wasn't perfect. I was a sinner. I, fell sh I was falling short. But Jesus pushed aside all that and says, I love you. I care for you.
You may smell, you may stink, you may not look great, but I love you. That story challenges me. Because everyone without Christ is sick. They're not whole. You know, if you're well, if you're feeling good, you don't go see the doctor, right? <laughs> but when you're hurting, you want a doctor. But when you're dying, you're desperate for a doctor. We all need that touch. A few years ago, I had a reaction to some medicine. I remember leaving the church and I began, it felt like I was having a heart attack. I thought I was dying. I called 911. He said, stay where you are. And I'm like, no, I'm going to drive myself to the ER as fast as I can. And the lady said, well, what if you pass out going over the bridge? Ooh. End up getting to the ER. And, and all I can remember is just the feeling that I was feeling. And I was just like, please make this go away. Please fix this. And can I say to you today, God is here to fix it. Jesus is the medicine that you need in your life if you don't have it. He can heal you. He can make you whole. And maybe you've already made that decision to ask Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. But you know what? There's a lot of people out there that need it. And don't be deceived by appearances. People can look like they have it all together. But man... Again, under the surface, it's a whole different story. And what a privilege that we get to do this, to minister in his name, to change lives for all eternity. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for being the great physician. God, for loving us despite our flaws. And God, just as you went into this tax collector's home and you were ministering, God, help us to go in your name, even to the hard and difficult places, because we have a light that people so desperately need. We have a medicine, a cure, but God, help us to be bold, to deliver it. May your love guide our every thought and decision. We pray all this in Jesus' name. I invite you to stand this morning. We're going to have a time of invitation as our worship uh, team uh, plays one last song. And if you're here today and maybe you feel sick and that you need a healing touch of Jesus, I would love to pray with you. We have some counselors that will be here. Maybe you, you're just, you know, you're coming, you're new in our community. A lot of people moving to, to St. John's County and St. Augustine. You're looking for a church home. We would love to be your church family. And uh, we would, you can do that in an official way, just coming forward and say, hey, I feel God leading me to, to plant here and to be a part uh, of the church body here, to flourish here with you guys. Uh, that's a great opportunity to do that. Maybe you're here today, you've asked Jesus in your heart, but you've never, uh, you've never followed through with being baptized and, and having that experience. And, you know, that's something that Jesus himself did as an example to us. He wants us uh, to come and, and follow his example in that way. Uh, and if the Spirit's leading you to do that, this is an opportunity to do that. But let's sing uh, together. You come forward as God leads you as we worship today.
God, let us be a place that feels like home. God, give us your eyes to see people around us. Give us your heart for them. And God, help us to love the ones around us like you love them. God, we love you. Help us to also love the people around us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, let's go out of here showing everyone around us the love that Christ has for us and for them.